So hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Turban Thinker. So I'm really excited to have an industry veteran with me, but also a very good friend. So we're here today with Sati Andershukla. And I met Sati around 20 years ago when I was a um, buying head and head of accessories for Karen Millen and Whistles. So this is when we first met. And Sati's always been in the business of sourcing and manufacturing and working with some of the global best uh, based in India and working with some of the great fashion houses and retailers such as Debenhams, working with um, coveted brands like Kelly Hoppen, Sophie Conran, uh, to name a few. And honestly, Sati, if I continued, we'd go way over the recording time. But uh, so welcome, welcome to Turban Thinker and it's great having you. Thank you so much, Asen. So, Santi, today we're going to focus, obviously, on um, the biggest issue to date, and this is the key focus on everybody's life, actually, which is, you know, the global standstill. Um, and I wanted to understand, you're based in India, uh, so I have a list of questions to ask you, but first and foremost, I want to wish you and your family all the health and safety and everybody in India. Obviously, India is also my home and part of my heritage and background and, and you know, I'm very passionate about. So let's start talking about the situation and what you're actually facing in India today. Yeah, so thank you so much for inviting me and it's wonderful being here. So just to begin with, Asil, I think with regards to this COVID-19 situation and what's happening around us, specifically talking about India, I think uh, the uh, the government has been very firm and very effective in the way they have been dealing about it. And I still remember when this uh, broke out uh, uh, somewhere around in January, I was still traveling in. And at that time, most of the countries uh, were being very, very lax. And I still remember that almost all the flights which were coming across from Japan everywhere, uh, the government in India was basically uh, checking them out and uh, you know getting the details. And post-March, when I've uh, been coming in over here, and I realized uh, that, you know, they have started uh, screening people right at the airport. And the most important thing is, I think if I have to put it across, uh, the government has been very, very effective in the way they are communicating across. So even the lockdown, which the government has put in, uh, there are no ambiguities. It means lockdown is a lockdown. You're supposed to stay back at home and you're not supposed to get out of your house. So in a way, I think that's, clearly working on the ground so even as on date we speak today being the 8th of april uh, uh in india we have probably i think 5400 cases which have been detected covid positive and approximately 150 deaths and the government is actually uh, has planned number of initiatives to have the hospitals and everything ready but i think one of the very important things which i would probably put it across from the indian's perspective is that on the ground, the people are rallying up with the government. Everyone is going out and supporting the government. So everyone is trying to stay back with their, their homes and trying to ensure that they do not go out. Even for the essentials, almost uh, whatever the essentials you need, it is all available. You can get out, but only you're allowed to go only probably once a day and pick up the stuff. And yes, the entire government machinery from police to everyone is working on the ground, trying to create a difference. I think another thing which a lot many people have been talking about, especially in the international media, is that how do you manage a country of 1.3 billion in such a lockdown? And I think the beauty of that comes across as every person, the common man, is working on the ground to make a difference. 
So there are lots of people, you know, who are the daily wage earners who have been, uh, who cannot go back home because there is a complete lockdown. So the government has basically provided shelter for them and everyone, apart from the government, which is providing food and all, including they've even asked providing them wages even for one, one month each. Everyone is trying to pitch in. So I still know a lot of people who are making food every day and going out and distributing it up. So if I look so from that, the, yeah. That, that's, that's incredible, Sati, when you see a very unusual situation like this and the entire population coming together. And I was saying earlier uh, on another podcast I actually had that it's an incredible moment in history for us because I don't think our generation certainly hasn't experienced a global lockdown and a global crisis of this nature, which is impacting, you know, everyone personally, their lives, their livelihoods, you know, businesses, industries. Uh, so how, how many weeks have you been on lockdown now? Uh, how many as, days? Asal, uh, it's... The lockdown began on the 25th, but I personally, myself, because when I came back uh, from Dubai, I was in own self-quarantine, which is voluntary. So it's been 24 days. But yes, yes, the lockdown is supposed to open up on the 15th, 15th of April, uh, which as of as of now, looks like they are going to extend it further. Well, inshallah, it, it will not extend too much. And I think, you know, the sentiment, as I was saying, is very unusual time, Sati, because, you know, as individuals and human beings, we are all coming together from different corners of the world and we're all experiencing the exact same thing. And it's very, very interesting dynamic. So I want to come back to your profession and your industry. Obviously, you've been in sourcing and manufacturing now for over 20 years and you're phenomenal at it and i'm very interested to know how do you think this situation is going to affect sourcing and manufacturing in india uh, how do you think it's going to affect the global industry as such from your Asal, perspective Asala, if i have to put it across and you know this has been a terminology which i have been using for the last one week or so uh, this pandemic is basically a reset button. It basically has brought yeah. everything down to exactly to the same place. So whether you are a large manufacturer or whether you're a small manufacturer, you're all down to the same place. And the reality of this is whether it is a brand or whether it is a manufacturing company, uh, the future is very hazy and very unclear. No one knows where this is finally going to land up everybody into. And yeah. And I personally believe that this is also a situation which I think predominantly speaking where many of the very large brands without naming them who always yes. claim to be the partners, it is their real test of character whether they are the yes, real absolutely. partners, they are, they are the real partners or at this moment they are only going to think about themselves rather than also their other manufacturing companies who are partners in providing them the goods and services, right? True. And, and I have to, and honestly speaking, I think what I've already been experiencing since the last two to three weeks, I am seeing so many brands uh, just being taking unilateral decisions in cancelling orders without even partnering, without even discussing. Yes, with their I agree, Safi. Yes, <clears throat> and, I agree. I think, yeah. And, and for me, uh, that, that's a shame because at this juncture, it is not a question about you or me. It's a question of we. It's a question of 
trying to overcome this tragedy. I think if you look at it, humankind is far bigger than any of the tragedies put together. But it only boils down if we think together rather than just trying to cover up and protect our interests. So if I have to probably put it in a very nutshell, I think <clears throat> lot many uh, retailers having just doing the knee-jerk reactions. I also see uh, a quite a ch- l- number of brands and retailers who have gone out and who are partnering with the factories and asking them help and telling them that we need to find a way and solution to resolve this current crisis. Especially for the manufacturing companies, it's a huge amount of issue because a lot of them only work based on the orders. So there are already companies which are sitting with finished goods. There are some people who are sitting with the raw materials and they seriously do not know where this is all going to land up in. But I think the I think the more important thing which is going to happen is <clears throat> in the short run, uh, the the larger manufacturing companies will have a lot more to think about and to plan in because I think the larger companies because of their overheads uh, are probably will not be able to sustain the business for too long. For the smaller people, <clears throat> uh, I think they would be able to manage it because I think most of the governments are going to come into play and will try and help, especially from the context of India where most of the businesses are small to medium. I think things should be pretty okay in the short run. In the long run, I think things will probably even out, but we will have to wait and watch. We will. I mean, what I was also referring to earlier on today in my other conversation is that it's an interesting time because, you know, this whole appetite for mass consumerism and this need and want and all of this sort of bulk buying and, you know, this this pressure to want things that you don't actually need. It's proven very quickly that we as individuals and human beings need very little and we can survive without all the mass, uh, you know, products that we are bombarded with, thousands of them a day. Um, and so it's going to be a fascinating time when it comes to the consumer because like I said earlier, it's the one moment in time when the entire world is feeling the same. And so I'm sure that the consumers are going to be looking at things very differently. Their expectations are going to be very different. And it might be, um, like you said, a reset where we see the mom and pop businesses, the smaller businesses, the more bespoke. Um, It's all about coming back into that sort of uh, playing field as opposed to the larger consumption that we've been seeing typically, certainly over the last 10 years. So how do you think consumer habits will change? Asil, I, 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 think, I fundamentally think that with the current situation, I think people have been forced to go back and think, which they, will, they were never doing it earlier. And I think the consumers are going to first, I think, relook at their priorities of life. Earlier, food was never considered to be the priority. It was taken for granted that it is going to be available to you. But today, if you yeah. go out, right, and you already seen that all over the world, it's just not unique to one particular country, that when it comes down to the situation, when there is a lockdown, everybody is running towards to first to get the food. So people are yeah. going to start relooking at their priorities of life. And the first priority is going to be to take care of your food and to take care of your health. 
right? Rest other things will follow later, right? And I yes. think the same mm-hmm. thing is also going to apply to the governments. I still know that most of the governments, whether it is a developed nation or a developing nation, they always kept the health, okay, fine, it will be taken care of. But no one ever thought if a crisis comes down, will the government be able to manage it? So I personally believe that, as you said it rightly, the consumers are going to start thinking in a very different manner. So the first priority has got to be good food and good health, right? Same thing will then post that people, if they want to buy clothes, they're not going to be looking at buying cheap, run-of-the-mill stuff. They would want a good quality stuff, but something which they buy and they're happy with it. And the point is every brand will have to make a compelling reason for why they need to be bought in. I think in the last 15 years, we have got too many Me Too products. We were just dumping it up. And the bottom line is the Mother Earth, we have just overexploited it. So if you fundamentally will ask it where this is all going to lead to, you will see a complete reset even in the consumer mind. The consumer is also not going to look at cheap value product he is going to look at a value product but it needs to make a compelling reasons for him to buy the product in. so yes i certainly hope so i, I hope so yes I, I do think i think also the more stories about smaller people artisans people doing small beautiful businesses where their businesses makes difference to people's lives will come more and more into play we have already spoken a lot in the last two to three years about eco-friendly, organic, I think those will become the headlines and the front line in the times to come. Finally, finally, because I know it's been very challenging for a lot of designers, um, you know, and brands that champion sort of conscious clothing and sort of, you know, sustainable, organic. It's never been an easy one. It's never been an easy one for them to actually convince, you know, they're always overtaken by the bigger brands or you know uh, a different a different um, uh, approach and I think now is their time because I do seriously and sincerely hope that people do and I'm certain they will start to reconsider their investment you know like you said first and foremost it's living we have to live we have to eat we have to take care of our health and you know, take care of our well-being. And then secondly is what is that need? And it's, you know, we realize that the need after this is going to be very, very different. So it's a it's a great opportunity for all of those brands that have been championing, you know, um, fashion, sustainable fashion um, and conscious clothing. It's going to be hopefully for them their moment. I, I think, Asil, if you if you will put it in a broader perspective, I think the more important thing is um, the entire retail sector uh, will have to reinvent itself and make itself relevant to the customers. Also, I think uh, in the given circumstances where uh, you're you're seeing that how valuable life is, people will start looking at things in a very different perspective. And as you said it rightly, the most important thing is first their own health and well-being. Rest will follow later. True. Well, it's wonderful to speak to you, Sati. And thank you so much for giving us your time and your very valuable insights. 
and we wish everybody in India and everybody in the in the world all the health and all the safety and hashtag stay at home people take care of yourselves thank you and take care of you Sati all the very best thank you thank Asif you thank much. you it was lovely lovely speaking to you and we'll stay thank connected thank you take care thank you take care bye bye